Good evening, and welcome to my podcast, True Encounters. I'm your host, Marvin Allen. Basically, this podcast, we discuss all Doug men. What are they? Where they come from? What's their origin? Now, I've been asked this question many a times. What is Doug man to me? And I tells them, I don't know what they are. Now, the reason why I say this is because I believe that there is not enough data on this cryptid to say what these things are. Because I don't know anyone that has gotten up and close to observe these creatures in their natural environment. So I'm with that. So when a person say, okay, this is what this thing is, of course, we can all say they're fallen angels. They are Nephilim. Aliens created. Biomechanic. uh, Paranormal. They come from another dimension. Until we get definitive proof, then we can say, okay, this is what this animal or cryptid is. So, I'm with that. I don't know what they are. So, I'm going to stick to that. Um, About my YouTube channel, I will be uploading on there again as soon as I get my um, other phone. Because I can't retrieve none of my data from my Boost phone over to my iPhone. So, just be patient and bear with me. Like I said, I will be bringing y'all new encounters on my podcast starting today um let me see what else um a lot of things i'm getting ready to be on some more shows pretty soon as you know i was on um the mysterious huntsman venomous fringe i was on there twice and i've been asked to come back a third time so i'm blessed you know just to do that and again I am so grateful to have the subscribers that I have today. Y'all have been with me since day one. And I told y'all, every time I go out, I take y'all with me. Y'all been on this journey with me. I didn't do this by myself. We did it together as a whole. That's why I say y'all are my extended family. And I love and I miss y'all so much. Now, this next encounter that I'm going to tell y'all, it comes from out Pennsylvania. Now, the guy didn't give me the location, but he did give me the year. He said the year that this happened was 2003. Now, before I get into this encounter, I got to tell y'all about what led up to it. So without further ado, let's jump right into this first encounter. Now this guy, whose name I'ma use is Jeff, because you know, I never use the real person's name. Now Jeff said he liked to go camping all the time. You know, every time he get a chance, he liked to go camping. So he called up a couple of friends to ask them if they would go. Now, the first one he called said yes. 
The second one he called, he said yes at first too. Then he said, where are you going at? Where are we going at? And he told him. And he said, never mind. I don't want to go out there. He said, that place, it just give me the creeps. So Jeff asked him, he said, uh, uh, why? What's, what, what's wrong with it? And he told him about the experience that he had when he went camping out there. He said when he was out there and he was camping, he said one night when he was laying in his tent, he said because he was still up, he said that he could hear what sounded like to him. Now, listen, these are his words. He said what sounded like to him was someone walking around the campsite. He said he didn't get get he didn't get get up, go out and look out the tent. He said he stayed in his tent. He said, but he could clearly hear something walking around the campsite. He said, and it was walking bipedal, just like a human would 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 would, would be. He said this thing walked. He could hear it walk around his tent. He said it stopped at the back. Something touched the top of his tent and it started to walk again. He said he can hear it walk and get further away. He said he stayed up all night. He said he couldn't wait till daybreak uh, 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 came up. He said him and his friends, they packed their stuff up and they left. His friend asked him, why are we leaving so early? He said, look, I don't want to talk about it. I just want to go home. He said, so he left and he never went back out to that spot. And he tried, he tried to tell Jeff, Jeff, don't go out there. It gives me the creeps. So Jeff, being Jeff, he said he told him, well, I already made plans, you know, to go out there, so... I mean, that's where I'm going to go at. So he didn't take heed. So that weekend came. Jeff and his other homeboy, they goes out there. They goes not to the exact spot, but they camped about 25 yards from where Jeff friend told him he camped at. So they set up their camp, Jeff said, you know, set up everything up. You know, they made a little fire and everything. And Jeff said, he told his friend, come on, let's walk around, you know, you know, just walk around and look at the area. So they walking around. He said, and as they was walking, you know, he could hear all the animals, you know, the birds chirping, you know, and hear all the other animals out there. He said they came to this lure dried up creek bed he said when it came to this little dried up creek bed they crossed on the other side he said when he crossed on the other side he said his friend had stopped and Jeff said why you stop and his friend said look at that tree right there they walked over to this tree this is what Jeff said they walked over to this tree and they saw scratch marks on the tree. They saw four. 
So his friend was like, what do you think that was? A bad something? He said, don't look like no bad marks. And Jeff said right before they was getting ready to leave, because they was getting ready to walk to the left and then turn and go uh, uh, back up into the tree line, he said he saw a fifth scratch mark. Now listen, these is his words. He said he saw a fifth scratch mark on this tree. So whatever made it had five digits. He said, but he didn't pay it no attention. So they leave and they walk, you know, further up in the woods, up, you know, through the woods and up in the tree line. So while they walk and they study talking, that's when his friend tells Jeff, he said, it really got real quiet around here. He said, you think we should be heading back because it's going to be getting dark soon. So Jeff said, we're going to, you know, walk a little bit further because it ain't going to get dark just right yet. And then we'll turn around, you know, and go back. He said, so they walked for about another 10, 15 minutes. He said, and when they walked it for those 15 minutes, that's when they heard a howl in the distance. Now, mind you, they don't know what it is. So they brushed it off as being maybe a coyote or something. So they turns around and they heads back to camp. So when they get to camp, they make something to eat. And then they sit down when it got dark around the fire. So Jeff said, why they sitting around the fire... They could hear the crackling of the wood and the fire and stuff like that. He said, but they could also hear what sounded like sticks breaking and leaves crunching. Like something is walking to the right of them. So Jeff shines the flashlight. And he's scanning the tree line in the woods. He don't see nothing. So while he's scanning the tree line in the woods, they hear it again. But this time, they say it's coming from the left side of them. So he takes the flashlight from the right and shines it over to the left. And Jeff said when he shined it over to the left, he caught a figure of something. He said what he caught was not a human being. He said when the light hit this thing, he said that The face of this thing had the face of a dog. He said it was black and he could see those amber colored eyes. And when that light caught it, 
he jumped and said, what the? And his friend looking too. Now mind you, he said he only had the light on this thing. It couldn't have been no more than four to five seconds. He said that's when this thing shot. He could hear it running. He could hear it running through the tree line. So he say, what the is that? Now, Jeff is thinking of what his friend told him about. Now, mind you, if you remember, the friend said he didn't see nothing. But he could hear something walking around the camp by Peter. Now, Jeff, he don't know what to do now. These is his words. He say he don't know what to do now. He said, but a part of him said he wished he would have listened to his friend. So now they stuck. They got this thing to the left and to the right of them. Because the details of what he gave me when he said that light first hit it, he said it looked it like a dog standing up by Peter. Now mind you, he said when they saw this thing, the light only hit this thing from four to five seconds until this thing ran off. He said, so they sitting there and they study shining the light around the perimeter of the tree line up in the woods. Cause they don't know what this thing is. Jeff say they don't know what this thing is, but they scared now. Because Jeff feel bad because he should have listened to his friend. And his friend said, why did we come here when he told us that this place was creepy? And this is Jeff's own words. Jeff said, that's why I didn't go to the exact spot he was in. That's why we went a little further over and made camp. So they sitting there, they going back and forth, back and forth. Now they thinking how they gonna get out of this. He said, so why they going back and forth, back and forth? That's when they both hear a low gruttering growl. He said, and this growl was so powerful that it shook both of them to their core. Jeff said after that growl stopped, that's when they heard another growl. He said in that second growl, it put so much fear in them 
that Jeff urinated on himself. That's how much fear and how scared he said he was. He said after that second ground stopped, they could hear the footsteps again. And they say these steps was heavy because they could hear boom, boom, boom. And it's crunching the leaves and it's breaking sticks and twigs as it's walking. He said, this thing made its presence known. If he caught a glimpse of it, Jeff said this thing made its presence known. He said this thing walked out of the tree line and stood not that far from the fire. Now Jeff say they see this thing head on. Now Jeff said he know what his friend must have heard walking around his camp. Jeff said this thing was massive. He said it was tall with broad shoulders, those amber eyes, pointed ears. He said the long the arms was long. That came past the knees. And the legs. Was made. Just like. A dog legs. The bent back knees. He said. And he watching this creature. Him and his friend. They watching this creature. Because now. It made its presence known. So they watching this creature. And they don't take their eyes off of it. Jeff said. That's when he hear. Those second. Foot. Of footprints. Walking. Out. From the left side. Of that tree line. Just out of the woods. Walking towards the camp. They look, and that's when this other creature came into view. Jeff said he couldn't believe what he was seeing. He said, you only pulled to see these things on TV. This is what he telling me. He said these things that he's seeing, him and his friend, they should not exist. So Jeff said this thing is walking out of the tree line towards they camp. And now it's coming in the view. Jeff said it looked it exactly like that first creature. He said, but it was a little shorter than the first one. He said that when that second creature came over there, He showed its teeth. 
like it was mad. He said, then it made a low, low growl. Jeff said, just the growl, the vibration from it. Jeff said they could feel it inside of them from a low growl. So Jeff and his friends, they watching these things. And these things, is just they just standing there watching them. Jeff don't know what to do. Now, mind you, Jeff said he don't like guns. So they didn't bring none. They don't have nothing that could stand up against these two creatures. So Jeff and his friend, they just sitting there and they watching these things. And Jeff said he whispered to his friend. He said, I'm sorry. I should have listened to him. He said, but because I didn't, I got us into this. He said, I'm truly sorry. And his friend looked over at him and told him, he said, Jeff, don't beat yourself up. Don't worry about it. If it's our time, it's our time. And that's when Jeff started to cry. He said he never cried before except at a funeral. He said, but right then and there, when his friend said that, he started to cry. He looked at his friend and then he looked back over at these two creatures. He said he don't know what made these things turn around and walk away he said he don't know if they felt his pain or if they knew he was going through something now listen I'm only telling you what he told me the way Jeff gave it to me I'm giving it to y'all he said those creatures turn and they just walk Back up in the tree line. And his friend said, Jeff, they leaving. And Jeff said, I know, I know they leaving. And Jeff said that puzzled him. He said that always puzzled, puzzled him to this day. Is why they just turned and leave. So they stayed up all night. The next morning they packed up and they left. He went to his friend and he told him. He said, I should have listened to you when you said that place was creepy. And his friend said, why? Did you hear any footsteps out there? He said, we didn't just hear it. We saw what was walking around. And his friend said, 
you know what? I don't want to know. Because I know it was something evil. And they left it as that. They kept this story in all those years. And like I said, I am so blessed and grateful that I was able to share their encounter with y'all. So I would like to say, stay tuned for the next True Encounters on my podcast. I love and I miss y'all so much. Thank you. Good evening and welcome to my podcast, True Encounters. I'm your host, Marvin Allen. Oh, what can I say? This podcast is about true eyewitness accounts who have came in contact with this cryptid. On this show, we're going to be talking about cryptids. I'm going um, to tell y'all what I think they are. And soon, I'm going to start having guests on here. You know, and let them tell their um, first-hand experience when it comes to this cryptid Doug man. Um, it's a lot we can say about this. Um, uh, what are they? You know, like I said all the time, I don't know what they are. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm an expert because I'm, I'm, I'm new to this. When it comes to this cryptid, um, I'm trying to find out all I can about it. And this is just me. I don't think there are types. I think there are different kinds. For it's just like a breeze of dugs, you know, they're different kind of dugs, you know. So when it comes to types, I don't, I, I don't believe that. And that's just me, you know. So I'ma let other people stay where they are, you know. If they wanna believe it's this many types and that many types, then. They, they got their, they, I mean, it's their right. You know what I mean? That's just their opinion. But me, I think it's just different kinds. Um, and, and a lot of things. I want to ask y'all something out there. What do y'all think about the 411 with David Polites? Do you think that cryptids have something to do with the missing 411? You know, you can leave me a, a comment, email email me, y'all have my Gmail, and let me know what y'all think if these cryptids play a part when it comes to these missing people. Because it is too many people going missing each year in our state, you know, in these state forests. And it don't make no sense. But I'm not going to sit here and blame all these disappearances on cryptids because truthfully I don't know one person that has definitive evidence to say that a cryptid is taking these people whoever say they think that cryptids are taking these people show me the proof show me the proof Show me something 
that you know for sure that cryptids are taking some of these people. A lot of people just sit back behind their computers and claim that they are experts when it comes to these cryptids. Now, mind you, just to give y'all some food for thought, I am going to be talking about other cryptids too because I got encounters on the rig. I got encounters on the goat man. I got encounters on Bigfoot. I just never released none of them. You know, because I wanted to do a show just basically on Doug Man because it's something about this cryptid that fascinates everybody. Because a lot of us grew up on werewolves movies so that's why i think a lot of us are fascinated about it you know this is like some people say i want to see this no you don't you don't want to see it you don't want to see it trust me you don't you know that's why i say man if people do not have any kind of proof or evidence then leave well-being Alone. If you don't have proof that these cryptids are taking these people, then just don't say nothing. Because you don't know. Just like you, that's like people don't know what they really are. We don't know what these creatures are. So just leave that subject alone until we get enough definitive evidence. To say that we know what this cryptid is. Now, this encounter that I'm going to tell y'all about tonight. I've been had this and, and I'm so honored because this encounter comes out of Maryland. And the lady that shared it with me, it involves two of her grandkids. And her encounter, man, it just brought tears to my eyes. Because she say her grandkids are still traumatized to this day. This encounter happened in 2018. Now, out of respect, she asked me not to use the location, which I won't. Not to use her name and definitely not to use her grandkids' name because they was young when they came face to face with this cryptid. And like I said, man, I do this for y'all. Everybody that contact me and give me the encounter, I am so honored and blessed. That I can bring it to y'all. And I get emotional man. Because I know what these people go through. When they see this thing. Because you looking at it. And you saying to yourself man. This can't be real. But trust me. They are real. And for all of you. Out there. That don't believe. That these creatures are real. Don't take my word. Don't take my word. Do your own research. 
Do your own research before you call someone a liar. Do your own research and find out for yourself. Don't nobody wake up and go out here each day and think that they're going to run into one of these creatures because they don't. I ain't go looking for them. A lot of other people didn't go looking for them. These things just show themselves. So without further ado, I'm going to jump right into this this first encounter, man. Because I say, man, just telling it, man. It's just bringing back a lot of emotions. But I'm going to try to get through this. Because I promised her that I would upload it. And that I will keep her name and her grandkids' name out of the equation. So anyways... This encounter happened in 2018, and it happened in my hometown. It happened in Maryland. Now, this lady said her grandkids were staying with her for the summer. And she said where she lived at was, a, you know, where she lived at was a lot of, lot of woods. She said she did have a neighbor. She said, but her neighbor, neighbors had went on vacation. So, you know, they went out of town, you know. So, you know, basically that was her only neighbor. And, you know, now she was just there in this area, you know, by herself. So she said one weekend the grandmother was in the front room, you know, looking at TV. And her grandkids was in their room. You know, so she said she was sitting down looking at TV. So she said she had got thirsty. She said she went up to go in the kitchen, you know, to get a glass of water. She said while she was, you know, putting water in her glass from the faucet, she said she had a window that sat over top of the zinc. And she said while she was, you know, running the water in her glass and she was getting ready, you know, turned the water off, getting ready to put the glass up to her mouth, she said she looked. And she said she just saw this dark flash just, just flew past the window. So she thinking to herself, what the? But she didn't know what it was. So she brushed it off. She says she drinks the water and then she goes back and she sits back in the front room. And, you know, continue to look at TV. She said after a few minutes... One of her granddaughters came into the front room and said, Grandma, there's a dog at the window. And I told her, Baby, ain't no dogs around here. And Grandma don't have no dogs. So her granddaughter grabbed her, grabbed her by the hand and said, Come look. She said, so she went to go you know, and look in the room. She said when she walked into the room, she can see her other grandkid staring out of the window. And then she said, what's wrong, baby? And her grandkid said, the Dougie went away. So she said she went over to the window and she went to go look out. She said, but she did not see anything. Now, 
she told me, she said, now fast forward a week later. She said she was in the kitchen, you know, fixing dinners. She said when she heard a tap on, you know, the patio glass door. She said at first she didn't pay it no mind. So she finished, you know, cooking um, the meal. She said, but she heard the tap again. So she turned the heat down on the stove or what she was cooking, she said. And she said she walked to go over and look out the patio door. Now, mind you, she said in her yard, she had a big tree sitting out there. And she said when she looked out the patio door, she said she could see this dark figure. And when she looked, she said she just seen two sets of bright yellow eyes. She said that that she kept looking at this thing, she said all of a sudden she could see this thing show its teeth. And when it showed its teeth, she said, what the is it? She said, then this thing dropped down on all fours and it just ran off. Ran off back up into the tree line. So she brushes that off because she really don't know what it is. But she know it's something. This is what she telling me. When she giving me her encounter... These are the words that she giving me. She said she brushed it off because she didn't know what it really was. So, she said later on that night, she put her grandkids to bed. With, you know, in their room. So, she goes back in the room, she said. She said she was sitting up watching TV. And she just hear her grandkids start hollering and calling her name. Grandma, Grandma, that dog at the window. She jumps up, get up, runs, open the door, and then she go ahead and she leaves out, go in their room, and she say, she grabs them. She looks out the window. She said when she looked out the window, she caught a quick flash of something running on all fours, and it ran back up in the tree line. So, she said she didn't want them, you know, sleep in the room no more that night. So, she said she took them in the room with her. So, she said they finally falls asleep. She said, but she stayed up. So, she said when she was sitting up, and these are her exact words. She said she could hear something walking through the house. She said then she hear whatever it is, something or somebody walking down the hallway. She said then the footsteps stopped at her door. She said then she started to hear heavy breathing. She said, then whatever was on the other side of that door started to scratch, like scratch on the door. 
She said then she could hear the knob turning on her bedroom door. She said it when it turned, clicks, and the door started to come open slow. She said that's when she grabbed both of her grandkids and she grabbed them both, one in each arm. And she told them, she said, babies, just close your eyes and don't say nothing. Don't look, don't say a word. So what she did was she covered their eyes with her hands. And she told them, don't scream, don't say nothing. She said, then the door just came all the way open. And she looked. And she said what she saw, it just shook her to the core. She said she was looking at a tall black werewolf. This is what she called this thing because this is what she said it looked like to her. She said she could see those big yellow eyes. And so she watching this thing. And this thing is watching her. She said, then this thing steps inside her room. And it stopped. She said, this thing had long arms. It had broad shoulders. And its body was shaped like a human. She said, but it had a dug head. And she said the head was huge. She said she never seen a dog head like this in her life. She said, but it had legs of a dog. She said after a few more seconds, this creature walked over to the foot of her bed. Now mind you, Listen to this part and listen to this part good. That's what she told me when she gave me her encounter. She said this thing placed its hands on the foot of her bed and it kneeled over. She said and she could smell the foul odor on this creature breath. And it's looking dead at her. And she holding her grandkids so tight. And she said the only thing that she could think of at that moment was she getting ready to die along with her grandkids. She said she will do anything to keep them safe. So this thing started to take his hands and balled it up. His nails, those claws, she said. And it was pulling the sheets. So she's still looking at this thing. She said, then this creature made a low, gruttering growl. She said she could feel it through her whole body. And this thing is just looking at her. 
She said she never been so scared in her life. These is what's the word she telling me. This is her encounter. This is the trauma that she went through. With her grandkids in the room with her. But she stayed covering their eyes. She said after that creature did that. It's like it smiled at her she said. She said she can't really explain it. She said, but she could see his teeth and everything, and it was like it was smiling at her. She said, like it was happy that she was scared. That, 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 that this thing was happy that it was tormenting her. Y'all gotta excuse me because I get so emotional when I tell encounters like this. And she says she watching this creature. And this creature is still watching her. And she said it again. She said, I know I'm not going to live through the night. She said, but I don't want nothing to happen to my babies. This is what she said in her mind. This is how she expressing herself. She said then she heard a voice. She said out the clear blue. She said then she heard a voice. And this voice said to her. She said the voice said. Everything's gonna be alright. She said so she looked up at this creature. For the last time. And she closed in her eyes. And listen to this. When she told me this. When she told me this. She said listen to this. She closed her eyes she said. And she said I'm willing to accept. Whatever happened. She said she closed her eyes for about 30 seconds. And when she opened them, that creature was gone. She said she didn't get out the bed. She stayed holding her grandkids. Because she didn't know if the creature was still in the house or not. So she said after about 15, 20 minutes, she eases off the bed. She said, you could smell the foul odor throughout her house. So she gets up and when she goes down the hallway, she peeks. She peeks in the living room over at that patio door. And she could see. That that patio door is wide open. Now she think back to earlier that day. When she went out there to smoke a cigarette. She said she never locked it. She said she never locked it. Something that she never did. She said she always locked her doors. She said that could have caused her. Her life. And her grandkids. 
She said after about two more weeks, she couldn't stay there no more. So she left. She just up and she left. She said she never told anyone about her and her grandkids encounter to this day. And she told her grandkids not to mention it to nobody. Not even the mother. And the grandkids told her they won't. And she said they didn't. She said they never told anyone, not even the mother. And I was so blessed and so grateful to get that encounter because I know what she went through with them kids. Because these things can't come in your house. So when a person thinks that they're safe, they not. What do you think these things have hands for? To turn, to grip, to pull, to yank. They can do all that. I just wanted to put that out there, man. Upload that for y'all. Um, I love y'all. I miss y'all so much. I can't wait till I start uploading again on my YouTube channel. But until then, come to my podcast. I mean, still... Like, comment, subscribe, whatever you can do to support the channel. Because without y'all, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I love and I miss y'all so much. And stay tuned for the next True Encounters. Thank you.